every year you're getting new consumers into the business. You know, at one point, the height every year was getting bigger and bigger. But I think now the height is remaining stagnant. We're probably actually becoming a shorter population. Hi, everybody. This is Jeff Murgy, your host for Bold Brands, a podcast presented by Bold Metrics that focuses on innovation and technology in the apparel e-commerce space. We speak with the founders and CEOs about the challenges they face and how they use technology to grow and scale their brands. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Bold Brands. Today, I'm very excited to have Cecilia McAleer apparel industry expert and executive with a ton of experience in leading and building and developing technical design and product development teams. This is a little bit different than the type of guests we've had in the past, but as you know, with this podcast being tied to bold metrics, you know, body data being one of the things we're most passionate about and one of the things our clients are starting to use more and more we're starting to talk to a lot of tech designers within our current customer base as well as new prospective clients so really excited to kind of connect with you cecilia and get your thoughts on this on this industry as and where tech design really plays but before we kind of dive in i'd love for you to just give the audience a little bit of your background in the industry Perfect. Thank you, Jeff. Really nice to be here today. And um, I will say size and fit are extremely close to my heart, and I'm very passionate about it. So as you said, I am an apparel technical design executive. I uh, specialize in leading, building, and developing technical design teams and taking initial concepts all the way through to market. And I do that with a consumer-centric focus on size and fit. Additionally, I utilize uh, art and science in order to bring product to life. The art is the art of pattern making, and the science is understanding the consumer demographics and understanding what does the consumer look like from a size and shape perspective, not just in our base size that we do all of our fitting on, but also what do they look like up and down the size scale, and Mm -hmm. how does it change and morph up and down the size range. So I have been with some very well-known brands, as you all may know. Some are um, Saks Fifth Avenue, L.L. Bean, Carhartt. Most recently, I was with Maurice's, and I now have my own consulting business um, called Real Fit Apparel, LLC. And it's very similar to what I've done throughout my career in helping organizations to deliver product that fits and services and functions their consumers' needs. So that's a little bit about me, Jeff. Very cool. Great experience. Great brands you've worked with. Very, you know, in the technical design space, you know, I'm sure being at it for so long, you've seen it evolve. How have you seen it change over the years you've been in the industry speaking to the technical design side of things? Well, I will say the industry has changed considerably from the dark ages of everything being done by pen and paper and (laughs) to the introduction of computers and digital photography, and even the introduction of more and more technology and data into this space. It has, I will say, the pandemic really helped to speed up the process in bringing 3D technology into the space. It's so important and key and critical today. And then also the, the wealth of data and information. Some brands are really good at getting data through via the star ratings or, you know, 
bold metrics providing mm-hmm. data. There's a lot of information and data out there, even the Alzalon size and shape studies and the information that they're providing to the industry and you know what your consumer looks like from a size and shape perspective. The data has just been continuing to evolve and change and really help to streamline and improve the process. Very cool. So it sounds like data is kind of the main thing you've seen become available over the years. Do you also see that as like one of the biggest challenges for the technical design function, like being able to know what data they should be using and how? You know, some organizations are really good about getting data and sharing the data and other organizations are not very good about it. So sometimes it's really a design, you know, driven decision, and it's based upon emotions and feelings as opposed to data. So I think the more organizations can make decisions based upon data, it would benefit the organization and, you know, become a more consumer centric company. Yes, you have to follow trends and things that are happening. But how do you take that trend and translate it to who your consumer is, and what your consumer is going to react and respond to? You know, with using this data, like where do you see the biggest issues or challenges um, that apparel design is facing today? And how does that really boil down to what the consumer ends up with? I will say when the design development process starts and it is being strictly started from a trend-driven process, yes, we always have to go back to trends. But if you're not listening to the data of what your consumer has been telling you, like the consumer reacts and responds to your product offerings by what they spend, what they purchase, what they don't purchase. So if you're not looking at, you know, okay, what was successful, what did work, but you also need to look at what didn't work and understand why didn't it work? What didn't the consumer respond to? I think those are key and critical to being able to develop product that will service your consumer's needs. And, you know, the more data you have, the more you can analyze the business and say, okay, we can design and develop into these three or four buckets as we go forward. So I'll speak from a technical design perspective, like the fit of a product, if it's a slightly fitted, fitted, relaxed or oversized product, you know, if you're offering all four of those things to your consumer, season Mm -hmm. in, season out with different styling attributes, you are able to tell if you have the data, what your consumer is reacting and responding to. And then you can buy into those products as you go forward, based upon how they have reacted and responded to it. So everything's not created equally, each of those fit buckets. Obviously, you're going to buy one or two of those buckets at a higher, deeper rate than what you're buying the other two at. Without the data, it's really based upon emotions and what you think the consumer is going to react and respond to. Got it. What do you see across brands and fit and sizing consistency? And why is it so inconsistent? Oh, there's many reasons, Jeff. <laughs> oh, it's near to my heart. So well, I'll start with, you know, size charts and consumers trying to make a decision as to what size is going to fit them. So mm-hmm. I've done extensive analysis on size charts throughout the industry throughout the years. And There are brands out there who have overlapping of sizes. So I'll say the high end of the size large overlaps with the low end of the size extra large. So the consumer, you know, okay, this season I'm buying a size large. And then next season I come back and I buy a size large, but the size large now is too small for me. So there should be a clear distinction between 
size range, a size within the size chart to the next size, especially online. The product descriptors, not every brand, but many brands are not very good about describing consistently to the consumer what the product attributes are and how the intended style and fit intent is. And then how the product is depicted, sometimes it does not align to what how the what the style and fit intent of the product is. So I'll give you a, for instance, I was with one company where we designed and developed a straight leg jean. Mm-hmm. It was fitting through the hip and the thigh. It was a mid rise. And then it was a straight leg. It wasn't fitted to the leg at all from the mid thigh down. When we saw what was online, it looked like a jegging. So we went back to marketing and said, Hey, you know, this image is not right. And they're like, well, it aesthetically looks more pleasing to the eye than what the straight leg did. So right. someone made a decision to pin that out. So it's the combination of the depiction of styles and then the information that is provided to the consumer and the size chart. Like all those components need to be accurate in order for the consumer to make a sound decision. But, you know, there's also more technology coming into play. And, you know, what Bold Metrics is doing as well is also helping the consumer to make a better, more informed decision. Yeah, I mean, we've done a lot of research on size charts ourselves. And first of all, most people don't use them. And when they do, they they look at the numbers and kind of guess. Most people aren't measuring themselves. So I think like that's definitely something that we like to say, you know, size charts are extinct and they're not really consumer friendly. So I think, you know, technology like what we do can help translate you know someone's body to you know what product's going to be best for them is kind of our goal with kind of the the e-commerce side but i guess do you feel like if there was standard sizing in the industry it would solve this problem i've been pondering this question for quite a while now jeff i think (laughs) and it's you know i've gone back and forth and i'm actually i'm going to firmly say that i believe that it would not make a difference okay whether we went to standard sizing, like using, I'm just going to use the North American standard that's out there right now. Right. For women's women's I don't, it wouldn't make a difference because each brand, they have their own design intent. So mm-hmm. that goes back to, again, how much ease over body does a style have? How many different buckets are they designing and developing into? And yep. are they communicating that appropriately? So, you know, I'll give you a, for instance, I went into a store with my intent was to purchase several dresses for different meetings that I had. And I went in, I picked up between 25 and 30 dresses. So I walked out, tried on every single dress. So the intention was when I held up the dress, I was like, oh, this could work. Every single dress that I took into the fitting room could work for what my desired end intent was. But then when I put them on, they were all the same size I brought in. Many of them did not fit the needs based upon how the product fit. These were all different brands, all the same size. So I ended up leaving with one dress for my intended shopping trip. And then I Mm -hmm. left with two dresses for two other things that I was not even looking for at that point in time. But I was like, okay, they're here. They fit the need, my future need. So my point being that every single brand has a different style and fit intent. and Yeah, and a different consumer. Correct. And the beauty of shopping in store is, you know, it's not a big of a deal because you can try on the product. But when you're shopping online, 
It's like you need as much information up front in order to make a very good, sound, informed decision so that we're not ordering two or three sizes and we're sending everything back and ordering another size and then another size. It's, right. It yeah. Be- I mean, I think that's that's why we take our the approach we take. We're generating the, the consumer's body measurements and then mapping that to a size chart or product information and able to show how it's going to fit so that they can take into account their own fit preference online, just like you would in a fitting room, like you mentioned. I think I'm in 100% agreement with you that standard sizing would not solve returns in an online scenario. And I think like the same reason why we manage each client's data separately is because someone that shops at like, let's say Hugo Boss, they may have the same body as someone shopping at Old Navy, but they're going to wear their clothes very differently and have a totally different fit preference. And that's kind of why we take the approach we take. So I 100% agree with you saying that standard sizing will not solve uh, kind of this issue that the industry has. So thanks for that input, though. Oh, you're welcome. You know, every like to your point, every brand does have a different design aesthetic and the, the amount of ease over body they put into styles. And it's just, I think it's impossible. You know, even if you yeah. go back to the 1950s when the military standard was out there, that's how everything started. Everybody did start out from the same starting point, but this is where we ended up today. And I think, you know, some brands are really good about communicating and giving you know, a lot of tools to the consumer. And then I think there's just a lot of room for improvement for other brands. Yeah, I agree. In your role and the roles you've had, if you had access to the brand's consumers' body data at scale, like we can provide a bold metrics, like how could you use that data to create new size charts or new fits and stuff like that? Just to talk to the audience through that. Okay, so it would give us actual live in the moment who our consumer is. So I will say, you know, at most companies, you do do a consumer size and shape study. And, you know, every year you're getting new consumers into the business, your business may be changing, you don't even know it. So right. Yeah. You know, at one point, the height every year was getting bigger and bigger. But I think now, over the past probably five or 10 years, I think the height has remained stagnant, we're probably actually becoming a shorter population just based on, you know, immigration and everything that's going on. I think what Bold Metrics is doing, having this type of data on a regular and consistent basis would enable you to make sound data-driven decisions instead mm-hmm. of emotional decisions based upon, you know, star ratings, you get feedback and it's like, oh my God, there's three negative ratings. We have to change, you know, we have to change this as we, you know, for the next season. But it's like, is it really sound data and information or is it really based upon, just someone, you know, was it a missed sized product? Was it, you know, inconsistent in production? Like, you know, you don't know this information. Yeah, was it just one size that wasn't fitting people? Or are Correct. people just wearing it differently than the designer thought people would wear it? All, all we think very valuable insights and data for tech design teams that we're excited about. I'm, I'm very excited and interested to see what it is that, you know, we could be getting out of bold metrics in order to enhance and improve the process and make sound decisions as to if we should change the product, 
how we fit the product. Do we need to? It may not even be the base size. It could be the higher end of the size range, the lower end mm-hmm. of the size range. You know, we don't know. I mean, we do know that she and he, their body shape changes as you go up to the higher end of the size range and to the lower end of the size range. Right. Maybe we need to scale back how quickly or how drastically it's changing. You know, without having actual data, it's really, I like to call it an educated guesstimate what we're doing. And it's, you know, it's not a wrong guesstimate. It's really based upon the knowledge and the information that we have at hand. So this data and information that you would provide would be more accurate data and help us to make more sound decisions from a fit and technical perspective, but then also from a design perspective as well. Right. I think, you know, the way it's been done, at least what we see from clients is, you know, they'll add, they'll get up to the kind of the edge sizes and they'll start adding like two inches or, you know, to each core body measurement. And I think just as you said, like bodies change differently and you could actually use the data we provide to say, okay, like in the shoulder or the chest, I need to add three inches in the hip, I need to add two stuff like that, where it's not just like this, you know, consistent, like two inch grading pattern, there's potential Correct. to use real data and understand like how the bodies are of the core consumers are actually changing and how you can kind of fit your size curve to cover those bodies the best so that, you know, you're eliminating some of those fit issues up front before, you know, it's too late. So like, and I'll give you an example. So when we were updating in one company, our grading going up, you know, typically the standard had always been as you get bigger, your your body length gets longer and your sleeve, your cross shoulder gets wider, your sleeve length gets longer. So I changed how our sleeve length grades. And actually, because your cross shoulder is getting bigger, your sleeve length doesn't need to get as long. And it was such a, a novel concept for, you know, people to grasp and understand. And it's like, you know, just because they're getting bigger doesn't mean their arms are getting longer. Right. So we're just in developing for an average height. And that means an average sleeve length. And some of it is coming from the cross shoulder. Some of it's coming from the sleeve length. But, you know, you don't have a gorilla arm. So... Right. Yeah. The grading hat, you know, to your point, Jeff, it can't just be this linear grade and, you know, okay, we're good. Yeah. Great example. I think we've covered most of what we were going to discuss. I'd love for you to kind of tell the audience um, a little bit about what you're working on, what's next that you're working on, and then also where they can learn more about your projects or get in contact with you. I am working on my consulting business, which is Real Fit Apparel. It can be found on the web at realfitapparel.com. I can be emailed at realfitapparelllc at gmail.com. And I am working with organizations to um, help them solve their fit and process issues. As I said earlier on, they can be small projects, large projects. I mean, I've gone into organizations and assessed their entire process and you know, have come back with recommendations as to what needs to change and help implement that change as well. So I'm looking forward to new brands that I can work with and help them to improve their size and shape and fit of their product to improve their consumer's experience. Great. Well, thanks a lot for joining the podcast, Cecilia. Um, Really love what you're doing. Love how you're excited about new ways of 
doing the tech design role and how you can use data to optimize things even more. I'm looking forward to hopefully partnering with you on some of your brands that you're working with and, you know, seeing, getting your insights into what we're doing at Bold Metrics on the body data side of things. So once again, thanks for uh, taking the time and for your insights. Um, Really appreciate you joining the show. All right. Well, thank you, Jeff. I really appreciate being a guest on this podcast and I'm looking forward to working with you as well in the future. And again, thank you. Great. Thanks everybody for listening. Again, check out our other episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Bold Brands. Um, Really appreciate everyone listening. And thanks again to Cecilia. This is your host, Jeff Murgy, signing off on another episode of Bold Brands. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to Bold Brands or share it with someone that you think might enjoy it. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Thanks again for listening.